Welcome, this is Voice of Change, a syndicated radio broadcast and podcast airing since 2011. Voice of Change is committed to raising the leader in you. And because time is the unit of life, I assure you that the next few minutes you have decided to invest in your own leadership journey will be rewarded with a definite paradigm shift. Stay with me on Voice of Change. Today on Voice of Change, I'd like to share from Kratos. Kratos is a flagship leadership program that I just concluded with C-suites, executives, entrepreneurs from Europe, United Kingdom, and North America, and about four others from South Africa and Nigeria. Kratos was intensive, but the feedback has been simply amazing. From those who had done four courses in MIT, from those who had gone through several leadership classes at some of the world's leading multinationals, they found Kratos totally paradigm shifting. They found Kratos more applicable than anything they had ever gone through before. I myself have been through leadership programs in Harvard, in Yale, at MIT School of Management, and I found a common thread running through these programs. While they were very good, but I found that taking them through the paradigm of an African in leadership, I was able to glean from my own experience of some decades in leadership and entrepreneurship and come up with a unique program that was profoundly applicable to the participants. And that is what they all said. I would like to share some learnings from Kratos. Are you ready? Then stay tuned to Voice of Change and we'll be back after these messages. Voice of Change is offered by AB Consulting and Awesome Treasures Foundation partners. Subscribe to Voice of Change podcast today and don't miss a single episode. You're still on to Voice of Change. I am your host, Ola Jumoke Adenowo, and you can reach me on Instagram at Jumoke Adenowo. Many Woolsby leaders and leaders would really like to know what the followers want to see in a leader. What makes a leader a leader? Who do we consider a leader? What are the traits? What have the psychologists, the behavioral scientists, the sociologists, what have they come up with when they've combined decades of research into what makes a leader truly a leader in the eyes of the followers? We're not talking about norms and values that are limited by sociocultural or economic contexts. We're talking about global values that the followers see or they observe that make them say this is a leader. First, and I'm sure you're not surprised, is authenticity. Everyone wants to follow a leader that they really believe is authentic, that they believe is true, that they believe has integrity, that they believe is not faking it. Perhaps social media has contributed a lot to uh, actually not wanting fakeness anymore. We're all tired of people who live for social media. We just want an authentic person to follow. But are we authentic ourselves? When we're fake, do we not attract the fake? But we all want an authentic leader. Followers want a leader who is clear in their purpose. Clarity of purpose. The purpose does not shift according to context. 
the leader's purpose does not shift according to the situation they find themselves in. It remains the same day in, day out, in and out of season. And when we talk about definition, thirdly, they want a leader that can share their vision, communicate it crystal clearly. I know at that point, some of us feel a bit hamstrung. We know what our vision is. It's just sharing it. The very fact that speaking classes have gained such prominence all over the world and master classes on speaking is because we all feel we have something worthy of sharing, but we feel we just need to know how to share it. We do have various avenues to communicate our vision. You could write it, you could speak it, but we must know how to communicate our vision in such a way that it's infectious, it is contagious. Others can pick the passion. They can move with the same energy that drives us. We must make them see the vision as clearly as we do or clearly enough to put action to the vision, to commit, to hang in there. Though the times get hard. And in this particular next point, I know you can't guess what it is. This is where every participant said they had an aha moment. Self-awareness. Followers want leaders who know their strengths, know their weaknesses. No, no, really do know. Adam Smith said, the first thing you have to know is yourself. A man who knows himself can step outside himself and watch his own reactions like an observer. Even a lady who said she just finished a course two weeks ago in self-awareness, she walks in Texas, said she never saw it the way I presented it. For me, self-awareness is the ability to think about your own thoughts. This is what separates us from animals and primates. The ability to think and wonder, why do I think the way I think? Or why did I think that thought? This goes even beyond why do I do the things I do? Some of us can manage to pull that off, though a lot of us don't even think about it. We do things because things were done to us. Not realizing that between the stimulus and the response lies the ability to self-reflect and choose a reaction. So you hear things like, he made me angry. She made me cry. Well, he could have done something that would annoy the ordinary human being. But we choose at the end of the day, if our response is going to be anger or not. I took them through the work of Viktor Frankl, the founder of Logotherapy, who wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. And how did he come about this groundbreaking book? He was a prisoner in one of the concentration camps and going through all the brutality he went through, like every other Jewish prisoner in that camp, he found that while others lost hope, while others despaired, while others died, not even just from the sheer physical brutality, but from the psychological torture, he could choose his reaction to the brutality he suffered by finding meaning in his existence. The guards would treat him atrociously and treat him like less than a human being. But he survived, even when everything that meant anything till that point to him was taken away from him, including his beloved wife. He survived. Why? Because he managed to find meaning in his existence. He would escape the camp in his imagination and think of how he was going to use these experiences to teach mankind how to find meaning in life. The meaning in his own life came from the lessons he was going to share with humanity through what he came to term logotherapy. He found out that there is 
actually a space between stimulus and response. That is between what someone does to you and what you choose to react with. A space where a self-aware person, one who can step outside of himself and think of what he does and chooses responses, can through the attributes of self-awareness, the action of their conscience, their self-will, their imagination, decide how they were going to respond to the treatment they were receiving. In one word, they became proactive rather than reactive. This one point from the 12 hours of teaching we went through this weekend seemed to resonate so deeply with everybody on board. We're so used to saying, I have to, I had to, I must. These are all the language of one who is being reactive. We are saying, when we receive a stimulus, we have no choice but to respond. I remember a man who said, yes, I was insulted, but I refuse to be offended. We have a choice, actually. It takes self-awareness. It takes transcendence that comes from an understanding of our own selves and the reason why we do what we do and the reason why we think what we think. We have a choice which comes from deep knowledge of our own selves and imagination to transcend the stimulus that we are receiving and choose the way we react. Self-awareness is one of the traits the leader possesses because how do you start a journey when you don't know where you're starting from? We must first know ourselves before we can start the journey towards the destination of being better versions of ourselves. It's time for change.